What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. And you know what? We're on a short week too, talking about Rams football here. We play this Thursday. We got a great episode for you guys today. We're going to hear from Sean McVay about the injury situation and what's going on with all that. I'm going to break it down a little bit. My thoughts on, you know, who we got stepping up into that role. Uh, for Talib and Peters, how long they're going to be out? How how big of a deal is this? I know it's a big deal. You lose your one and two, but we're gonna we're gonna look into that a little bit more. Again, it's the Tuesday edition, so you know I've got some pro football focused stats for you. I've got some things I've kind of pulled from the internet that I thought was great on Victory Monday as everyone was kind of sifting through the data. And then we got to get to another segment of big ups with Bear. Say what's up to the Rams Nation all across the world, all across the country. Got some people reaching out, so I want to say what's up to them. So, full, packed show of great stuff. Again, short week for the team, short week for us. Still trying to figure out how we're going to play out the rest of this week. And with Vinny and Serena, as as they've got their responsibilities with the team on a short week as well. So, we're going to kind of play all that by ear. Either way, I'm going to be here spitting some game to you guys, talking LA Rams football as we get ready. Before we get going, guys, don't forget, make sure to go give me a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook pages, Reddit. I don't have Reddit. I'm just joking. I'm just trying to throw some other stuff out there. Locked on Rams on all accounts. You can also find my personal at LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you download a podcast. I'm pretty sure we're there. And if I'm not, let me know. I got to get us there. Hit subscribe. Leave a review. Let us know how we're doing over here. Share it with a friend. Continue to grow Rams Nation. I love it. I've seen it on Facebook. People tagging friends. Check out this podcast. So I do appreciate that, guys. Keep it going. We've seen the numbers growing like crazy. And I do want to thank you guys big time for that. So appreciate the support. And to the new listeners, what's up, man? Welcome back. And if you aren't aware, the network's got some amazing things going on. We've got shows for basically everything you need. We've got MLB, we've got NBA, obviously the NFL. If you haven't heard Matt Williamson's NFL podcast, he's got a great lineup. On Monday, they break down the biggest stories from the local experts. So that's us, the hosts, going on talking about some of the big stories throughout the NFL. He's got Sage Rosenfeld, former quarterback, on that talks about his experience and what he sees from a former player. They've got another guy coming on from ESPN. They're just stacked and loaded. It's a great show, so go check that out. And then our fantasy football show. If you're in need of some advice, go check us out there as well. They do a great job of giving a rundown and bringing on some awesome people throughout the week. Actually, I probably need to tell James to check that out. He told a story today on Rams Podcast that he had told his wife to bench Jared Goff and Robert Woods Instead, he had, a, he had her start Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Jackson on Monday night, trying to go the big upside. Kirk Cousins had a huge week last week. And uh, you, you'll hear it if you go check us out on Rams Podcast. He's feeling pretty dumb right now, and his wife is giving him the ugly eye. So uh, maybe that's the end of him giving advice. But you don't have to be that guy. Go check out the podcast. They'll give you some advice, and you can blame them. All right, guys, with that said, we'll just kind of cruise into some Rams stuff. Obviously, I think the easiest place to start is the injuries. 
And no better person to hear about it than straight from the source, Sean McVay. So I pulled a clip. This is coming from Sean McVay's press conference that they put up on Twitter. So here it is, Sean McVay on the injuries that we sustained this week coming out of our game on Sunday. Okay, uh, from an injury standpoint from yesterday, um, getting the MRI results back, Akeem Tlaib, it wasn't good news on, on him. He is going to get a second opinion tomorrow, but more than likely uh, he's going to have something that will probably require surgery, but hopefully we'll get him back at some point uh, in time, and he'll handle it the right way. And. Uh, do everything he can to get back sooner than later. With Marcus Peters, we switched that from a, an ankle to a calf just based on the nature of the MRI results, and he'll be day-to-day, -day and, and hopefully we'll, we got a chance to get him going this week, and, and we'll see uh, how he feels tomorrow. But uh, that was really encouraging news. With Dominique Easley looking at his knee, um, just the, the amount of toll that's been placed on that thing just through some of the previous things he's gone through. Uh, what, a, what a great story it is, but we're, we're anticipating that uh, he's going to be questionable and he might be ready to go as well. JoJo Natson had hand surgery today. Uh, that went well, uh, and, and based on the nature of that injury and, and kind of uh, being his left hand, how he carries the football and things like that, uh, he'll be out for this Thursday, but there's a chance that he, he might be ready to go for the Seattle game following this game. It was ankle, yes. With with JoJo, who would you look at to, to return punts and kicks? You know, it, on a short week, Lindsay, it would probably be a similar setup to what we would have done yesterday. Uh, Cooper would return punts, and then Blake Countess would return the kicks. All right, there you have it, Sean McVay on the injury situation. Lots to unwrap there as you kind of step back and look at it. Obviously, he mentioned uh, Tlaib and Peters, the two big names. We initially thought... Peters was the one we really had to worry about. I know on the broadcast I heard they were talking about Achilles this and, you know, he can't put any weight on it. And now it sounds like we may even see him this Thursday. I highly doubt it. Just because if you continue to listen to the Sean McVay press conference, he goes on to talk about being smart about these injuries and thinking long-term. So I'd be shocked if, if Marcus Peters is trotted out there on Thursday, especially with the depth we have at cornerback on a short week. If this was a regular long week, you, maybe I'd start leaning to, to having him play, but uh, we'll see what happens. You know, He may come out feeling great tomorrow or the next day, and, and there you have it. He's out there playing again. These guys are tough, and they want to play. And with Tlaib, not so good, right? Uh, he talked about, he mentioned surgery. Uh, they're going to go have a second opinion on it, but... They trust their first opinion already. They're kind of just doing it just because that's what you do. When you hear bad news, you go get a second opinion on it. Didn't really have a long-term answer on how long that's going to be for Tlaib. They even talked later in the press conference about will they put him on the, the pup list, the injury reserve list, and then potentially bring him back later. Again, you have to remember you can only bring two people back from that list. So uh, I believe Farrell Cooper's already on that list. We have Obo Okoronko on that list. If you put Tlaib on there, then you're starting to figure out, okay, so one of these guys isn't coming back with us. He said they'll evaluate that once they get a better idea. And once, you know, if surgery does need to happen, once that happens, you know, looking at a timetable from there. So, you know, but you're thinking at least four to eight weeks, eight weeks being the stretch, four weeks being the soonest you could see him. Either way, we're not going to see him for a little bit. We're going to have to go through some games without him. And then he finished with JoJo Natson, broke the hand. Very important to what we're doing right now, the return game, our special teams, very strong for us. And, you know, we've got guys, we saw Countless go in there. He talked about Cooper Cup's going to be the guy returning punts. You know, we feel pretty good about him being sure-handed. But JoJo Natson's speed's hard to replace. He even said, though, with, with if all things go well, we may see him by the Seattle game. So some better news than what initially was thought going into this. Uh, Easley was another guy he mentioned with the knee, and, and we expect to see him as soon as Thursday. 
Uh, but you never know, maybe sit out of a game again with a short week. Just makes everything so funky. But it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. We're going to talk more about this on the other side. But before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about mybookie.ag. You know, come on, it's the best place to place a bet. It's not always about who you're betting on, but where you're betting at. And mybookie.ag is the best spot to do it. They have in-game live betting. Their payout's super fast. They've been in the industry for years, so you don't have to worry about any of that, getting paid stuff. They pay you right away. On your phone, on your computer, it's easy to navigate. Again, talked about the live in-game betting. It's super fun. You can't go wrong with it. And uh, I've been having fun with you guys doing this throughout the first couple weeks, doing some picks, so we'll continue to do that. We don't have a crossover this week, but as we're talking my bookie, Mike Cook, one of the listeners, big ups, a little early edition there, but uh, he always reaches out and he, he picks along with us uh, for the my bookie segment on Facebook, so come join us if you guys want to get in on that and kind of spit your thought on some of the games that we've picked. But he dropped a little nugget on me and said the Rams are the only favored team to cover the spread in all three games so far this season. Chiefs and Dolphins are undefeated, but that wasn't while they were favored in the games. Browns have also beaten their spread, but as an underdog, and did cover that three-point spread against the Jets. But the Rams, the only favored team to cover the spread all three games so far. He goes on to mention we may have our hands full on this Thursday, as the spread is six and a half right now. And without Peters and Tlaib, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, Mike, thanks for that little fact nugget. You know I'm always down for that. Perfect day for this Tuesday. But, guys, we're going to step aside. One more quick word from a sponsor. We'll be right back with more after this. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. It's the Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. I am your host, Bear Motter. We're off and running. Second segment of the day. We're going to get in some pro football-focused stats. But before we do that, I just want to calm everyone down about these injuries. I know it's frightening when you see our number one and two cornerbacks go down and you're hearing surgery and two to four weeks and day-to-day and all this stuff. But as I talked about on Rams Podcast with James earlier today, I said, man, if if you could ask me what position could we lose two starters at and you still think we'd be okay to move forward, it would be in our secondary and then at our cornerback position because we do have... Sam Shields coming in, tons of experience. McVay talked about him in the press conference, making a big play late in the game on a third down to knock the ball away and really end the Chargers drive, allowed our offense to come on and really seal the game. And then Nickel Roby Coleman, man, guy who's been in the system for a couple years now, a guy that we went out and actually re-signed, made a priority to keep here. He's used to playing in Wade's D. We brought him in a lot with the nickel package before, and now he's going to you know, get some more run at the cornerback slot. And then Troy Hill, another guy, same situation, a guy that has been around for a couple of years, has seen some big-time plays at some big-time opportunities, so no, he's not going to shy away from you know potential challenge or be nervous starting or anything like that. But we do have a good group. Another guy we might see is Dominique Hatfield. Uh, look for him to maybe be added to the roster here with this banged-up secondary that we have right now. I'm assuming that we're going to want to bring someone up. He would probably be the next in line. But that kind of leads me into our first listener question here today. We'll continue to play the Big Ups game along the way. So Big Ups to Cody Brown for calling us up. That's our buddy all the way in Halifax, Nova Scotia, East Coast, Canada, holding it down for Rams Nation. And here's his question. Hey, Bear, it's your buddy Cody all the way from East Coast of Canada, Cody Buzzsaw Brown. Got a little bit of a cold today, not feeling the best. And I hope the Rams didn't catch it with that injury bug that hit them. I asked the question last week, 
about whether the corners could stand up into these wide receivers. The answer was kind of mixed, but it looks like we lost our corners. Question today, how in the world are we going to stop Minnesota's Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs from really tearing us apart? Can the safeties take over? Can a linebacker cover somebody? God, I hope we can do it. Anyway, you mentioned something about a free hat. Is that coming my way? Kidding, buddy. I just like calling in. Thanks for taking my call. Bye-bye. Cody, my man, appreciate the call. Hope you feel better, bud. Great question. I've got a couple ranting answers for you as well. We'll see where this goes. As I mentioned earlier in the show, I do have confidence in this group. And it's crazy to think we're on a short week with some injuries. Of course, the Vikings are dealing with the same. We're not sure if we're going to see Dalvin Cook back. He talked about maybe he'll be ready for this game. And that was a non-factor for them last game. Looking at their rushing attempts, I think they only had a total of six for 14 yards. But they were down so much because of early turnovers, so it kind of changed the game plan. They were playing from behind. You mentioned Adam Thielen. He had 14 catches last week, but only for 105 yards on 19 targets. So I think it's obvious we have a pretty good idea on where they're going to be throwing to uh, Rudolph the tight end. It's Rudolph that kind of scares me coming across the middle. He had five catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. He's on my fantasy team. I got to go through that dilemma this week as well. But I think the experience in Sam Shields and one of those guys stepping up, whether it's Roby Coleman or if it's Troy Hill or even you mentioned our safeties with John Johnson III and LaMarcus Joyner, those guys stepping up and making plays, but it all starts from up front, right? We talk about it. Uh, we talked about it over at Rams Podcast today. We got to get better pressure on the quarterback. We got to make it uncomfortable for Kirk Cousins. He threw the ball 50 Five times. If a quarterback drops back 55 times on us, we've got to be knocking him down more than we did Philip Rivers last game. Quarterbacks are smart in getting the ball out, but if he ends up holding it for just an extra second, we got to make him pay. We finally saw Dominican Souf with his first sack. But I think this cornerback group is going to be just fine. I matched up this week. Again, if you don't have a running game, we got a pretty good idea what you're going to do. I'm sure what they're going to do is go look at the film on how people have been successful. We always talk about the time of possession because McVay, that's his undefeated stat right now, basically. If he can hold the ball longer than the other team, we're going to win. So I would expect that they're going to come in and try to work the run game. You can't, as a coach, go back into film room and see you rush the ball six times and go, oh, we got beat 27-6. What did we do wrong? Well, you had a one-sided attack. Even though you were down 17 in the first quarter and 27 at halftime, you really didn't have an option. But I expect a little bit more balance coming in from this team. And we are going to give up some, some balls, right? Our number one and our number two is gone. But the thing is, can the Vikings hang with our offense, right? It's one of those games where you look across your team and you got three units, right? You got your defense, your special teams, and your offense. And sometimes you need your defense to go win you a ball game. Sometimes you need our special teams to hit that kick at the end of the game or punt and win the field position battle. But this is going to be one where we're going to look at Jared Goff and say, man, you just played one of the best games of your life. We're going to ask for you to do it again. Go out there and score some points and make this Minnesota defense who really couldn't stop the Buffalo Bills all day make them pay. And I think that's where we win the ball game. So great question. I don't think we're going to stop those two young wide receivers because they're just too talented. Uh, but the thing is slowing them down and letting Jared Goff go do some things. So I hope that answers your question. And yeah, I mentioned about a free hat and you know, we got, oh, yeah, you know, we'll look into that. I actually want to start doing some giveaways here. So I'm glad you brought it up, called me out a little bit. You guys are now calling in, and, and it's my turn to pay up. So I'm going to start looking at some things. We also had a couple close predictions, score predictions, on my Instagram and on my Facebook by just a couple points. So we've also talked and kicked around the idea 
of maybe a gift card to the NFL shop or the Ram shop, or I'll just pick a hat and send it to you guys. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to go talk to my accountant and see what we can uh, muster up as far as some prizes. Well, I did my classic me there, and I just rambled on for a whole segment. So what we're going to do is we're going to get one more big ups on the other side, and I'm going to finally drop some pro football focus stats on you. We'll call it an episode, and we'll be back tomorrow. So hang on with me. We're going to step aside one last time for a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with some more Lockdown Rams Tuesday. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third segment and final segment of the Tuesday edition. I'm your host, Bear Motter. Make sure to go give me a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Lockdown Rams on both LA underscore Rambling Bear. Subscribe, share, comment, like. But as promised, I've got some pro football focus stats for you. Stuff that I went and looked through and, and jumped out at me. We've got a great relationship, so they send me some a bunch of stats, and, and then I kind of just comb through and pick ones I really liked. Um, first, we'll start with our quarterback, the quarterback, Mr. Jared Goff, Mr. QB1. And I don't just mean QB1 for the Los Angeles Rams. This week, he is QB1 for the pro football focus offensive team of the week. You like that? You like that? He earned his first elite game grade with Pro Football Focus, which is a big deal, people. That means a, a grade of 90 or over. That's basically Aaron Donald's like, yeah, dude, I get that like every game. But for Jared Goff, this was his first time over with a grade of 95.6. Just a oh, beautiful game. Even when Jared Goff was under duress, he was not unfazed as he completed all four of his attempts while under pressure for 86 yards and one touchdown, that was that beautiful Cooper Cup touchdown up that right side, which brought him to a perfect passer rating of 158.3 under pressure. Back-to-back games of over 350 yards. His first three games of the season rank him right underneath Kurt Warner as most to start a season by any Ram ever. He's doing things that no quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams has done in a long time, and he's doing it looking super comfortable. So take that stupid system quarterback and throw it out. To go along with that, I saw a great tweet from J.B. Long. You know, we're big fans of J.B. Long here. He's been on the show a handful of times. The voice of the Los Angeles Rams. Great guy. Great tweeter, by the way. So go give him a follow if you're not. He shared a great side-by-side today that I found really interesting. And it was side-by-side Tom Brady and Jared Goff and comparing their first 25 starts, including postseason. Jared Goff leads them by about 150 yards passing, one extra touchdowns, and seven less interceptions to start his career, 25 games in. So just a little little chew on that, doubters. You know, a lot of people put Tom Brady in that system quarterback thing, but you know what? The guy's the GOAT. He's got like 25 rings. So if we can get anything like that from Jared Goff, we'll be super happy here. Continue on, pro football focus, Austin Blythe, man, the myth, the legend. I love it. Finished as the Rams' second highest graded player on the offense behind Jared Goff. 83.7. He played all 77 snaps on offense, only allowed one quarterback pressure on 43 pass blocking snaps. Through three games, Blythe has the second highest offensive graded among guards and has a 99.1 pass blocking efficiency on 106 pass blocking snaps. Second among guards, people. Austin Blythe, welcome to your starting role from here on out. And as we switch over real quick to the defense, Corey Littleton had himself a ball game. We talked about the Minnesota Vikings coming in, and we're going to have to step it up on our coverage. After allowing 12 of 14 targets to be caught into his coverage in the first two games, Corey Littleton only allowed one catch 
on 27 covered snaps. He broke up his other pass thrown his way and finished with a coverage grade of 85.5, his highest of his career. Congratulations to him. Hopefully that means we're building and getting stronger in that linebacking position. He added three defensive stops and didn't miss a single tackle attempt to earn the defense's highest tackle grade of 80.9. Great game from him, and we're going to need it. Sean McVay talked about him and his development. You got to remember, he was moved from the outside to the inside, taking on this middle linebacker position. He's the leader of the defense as far as communication goes. So Sean McVay said he's super proud of what he's been doing so far uh, in this season, growing at a new position and getting better every week. And we can see it here with Pro Football Focus stats. Well, before we get out of here, I've, I've got one more listener call to get to. And this one comes all the way from Connecticut and our boy Connor. So big ups, Connor. Thanks for the call. Let's hear his question. Hey, Ben. This is Connor calling from Connecticut. A great game. Defense needs to tighten up a little bit. Hopefully Peters and Tweeb are okay. I uh, just wanted to ask what your opinion is on this Thursday's game against the Vikings. I know they just got uh, pretty whipped by the Buffalo Bills, which is a shocker to the football world. But I still think they're a pretty solid team. That defense is still pretty stout. And I'm hoping uh, that we can shut them down. But I wanted to hear your thoughts and what you think the keys are to beating them. Thanks. Looking forward to hearing from you on the show. And I've been listening for about uh, about a month now, and it's been great. So keep it up, and I'll listen to you soon. Thanks. Connor, thanks for the call, my man. You know, I probably should have plugged you in earlier in the show because I rant so much. I've answered half your questions by now. But I'll kind of do a quick recap. Keys to the game. One, definitely a winnable game. Two, minimize the damage from Kirk Cousins because we know it's coming. We know he's going to be throwing the ball to Thenum and Diggs and Treadwell and Rudolph. We got to continue to make plays when plays are there to be made. I know that sounds like a McVeighism, but that means turnovers. We saw last week that the Buffalo Bills were able to take turnovers, turn them into points. The Rams have scored more points off their own turnovers than opposing teams have turned their turnovers into points. Out of all the turnovers we've had, they've gotten zero points. And the one turnover we did have last week in that interception, we turned it into a touchdown with a block kick. That was another J.B. Long gem that I dropped there with you. But to get back to the keys of the game, we need another big game from our offense. I think this is one where we look to our offense and say, hey, guys, we're going to need you to just go out there and score 40. And if you hit 35, great, because our defense may give up 25, 28 today. So we're going to need you to cross over into 30 and really do what you guys do best at home. Throw the football around. Let Todd Gurley run it. And then ball control, right? If we're afraid of our defense is a little banged up, don't let the defense be out there a lot. Give Todd Gurley 25 28, 30 carries. Let him work the ball on the ground. Work that clock. Let Jared Goff do what he does best, and that's come off play action, throw the ball deep downfield, and score points. When we get in the red zone, score points. I know Ficken had one missed field goal, and he was my play action ball yesterday. Don't leave it up to Ficken. Go score touchdowns. I know it's easier said than done, but I think giving up points to the Minnesota Vikings is inevitable. Uh, if we can follow a little bit of that blueprint that the Bills put out there. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that. Stop the run. Create turnovers. Score points off turnovers. Gosh, Coach Bear, draw it up on the board, big guy. Anyway, Connor, we appreciate your call. I uh, hope I answered some of your questions there. Guys, continue to reach out. I have a bunch of fun every time you guys call and I hear the messages and think about how I can work it into the show. 657-345-4988. That's the number to call. 
Tell me your thoughts, what you thought about the game, what you're expecting for the game, any question you got, I'll play it on the show. Tuesday's when we're going to do our big up section, so uh, if you get your calls in by then, uh, we'll try to play them for Tuesday, and if not, we'll try to throw them in when I can. All right, Rams Nation, we'll be back tomorrow with more Rams news, updates, and information. This is Lockdown Rams, your team every day. But with that said, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace.